Okay, good evening, gentlemen. We continue. Uh, hopefully, we're going to finish up this uh, uh, sicha, and we're on right over here. We, get, we just finished discussing the two types of parables, and he was ending with the global parable. And he says, don't look for more than is there. He just kind of repeats this idea in this last paragraph. If you will find in this, in a chapter, in this essay, of how I explained one of the Mishalim, and I, and I point out to you that this is a general parable. So, don't try to figure out what the details are in the rest of this analogy. And trying, you want to find something nice to say in terms of what the lesson is. You're making efforts to try to figure something, and you're not. it's not going to work. Because that's going to result, if you're going to try this, it's going to come out like one or two things are going to happen, and neither one's good. First of all, it's going to take you away from the intended point of the parable. You're going to get bogged down in the details. Oh, or, you're going to try to give an explanation that is not there. And it's not meant to be explained that way. And the reason um, why you're going to have all this work and it's not going to help. Like we've seen this error being made by many other groups of people who they're trying to figure out things and everyone tries to figure out something that fits into their previous schema. And you're going to come up with explanations that the author had no intention of that being the explanation. So don't do this. But your intention should always be with most of this Mishalim to know the overall point. That's the main goal, is to get the main idea. The Yaspik Lacha, and it should be sad, it should be enough. From a little bit of the words that I say, that when I tell you, when this thing is a parable. And if I don't explain any more, more than Shato, Keshadesh, Marshall, once you know it's a Marshall, you should know right away, ladies and gentlemen, what is the intent of the marshal? And when I'm telling you it's a marshal, so now you know it's a marshal and don't look for more. So it's It's like I've taken away the shield between the object and the observer. In other words, what he's saying is that when I'm going to tell you there's a lot of details and I'm going to explain the details, I'll be happy with the details. And I'm going to tell you the general thing, and I'm telling him just telling you a general thing. Be happy. Don't be smarter because the details are not important, and all you're going to do is make trouble. Okay. And if you know, and as and, and what was the point of the details we mentioned yesterday is to give a more fuller richness more flesh. to the thing, to make it more 
a, a, a nicer marshal, but there's not necessarily details to be extracted out of it, and don't try to work on details that aren't there. Yeah? But is the Rambam going to go through the entire Tanakh? No, he's not going to go through He's going to give examples of it. Right, but how do we know for what's, what, what did the presumption so have? So guess what? You're going to have to be a real good student of the Rambam to know what to extrapolate. No, okay. but you know when we come across one that he didn't mention, to know which okay. way. So you, you, but you'll get a derech from the Rambam, right? And you know, and and the main point is, you know, don't try to force your interpretations into things. You know, we're we're very far away from asking these kinds of questions because we don't know anything yet. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, now he's going to explain many parts of the Torah. He's not going to explain that. But you'll, you'll, you'll get a mahalach with the Rambam of how he goes about these things. And, you know, or we'll see shortly what if other Gedolim have written things. Okay, as we shall see. Okay, this ends the Psicha. Now, the next part, which I'd like to get done tonight, if we can, this is Tzavos Zehamamar. Now, often the word tzava means a will, but really tzava is from a command, and really it's like directions. So the Rambam is going to give us now directions in how to learn this safer. Instructions. Okay, in- instructions, directions, or whatever you want to call it. And there's going to be six main points over here. And just like when you make a will, the will really is directions. My oh, will okay. is my. I want. I direct that my assets should go here and there and this and that. But it's not just a will. When a person dies, you can give directions on how to learn the book. Okay, so there's six of them, and I want to make sure I don't forget anything that got this in the right order. So it's number one. Kishetirza lahalos biyadcha, koma sheklolo. If you want to um, access all that's in contained in this essay and that you won't be missing anything from it, in other words, you want to get the most you can out of this, first rule, consider the chapters in the order that they are presented. Okay? In other words, Chapter one discussed one thing, chapter two another thing, and there is a connection for them, okay? And it's not random, one chapter has nothing to do with another chapter. This is the first rule. Now, fascinating in uh, this being the Rambam making this statement, because the Rambam, Rambam establishes this rule as such an important rule, not only in his Sefer, but in all uh, Svarim in the Torah as well. So, and here is the point. When, <coughs> let's say there's a certain section of the Torah, we're going to give a couple examples shortly. And uh, there's a lot of different ways to look at the interpretation. So the Rambam's position is always choose the commentary that fits into the context and the order in which things are found. Now, for example, the uh, Rambam's parish Amishnah Torah often is uh, quite different uh, from that of 
of the commentary of Reb Shimshin Mishans of the Mishnah. And what does this mean? And there is when we learn Mishnayas, what is the way to learn them? What do we mean? So when, when, when Rambam learns a Mishnah, any Mishnah, he says, what does the Mishnah before say? What does the Mishnah after say? And from that basis, I'll try to explain what this middle Mishnah is saying. On the other hand, this Reb Shema Meshans, he often uh, doesn't look at it in the context at all. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean that he's wrong? So he says, no, there's two ways of looking at this. We know, number one, that the Reb Shimshin of Shans, he knew that there's six orders of Mishnayas, and Rabbeinu HaKadosh did not author, let me make this clear, did not author the entire Mishnayas. He did not author. Author means came up with the ideas. He's collecting. He's an editor. He's He's an editor. Okay. So therefore, every Mishnah that was learned was learned on its own. In this yeshiva, they learned this Mishnah. In that yeshiva, they learned that Mishnah. Okay. Now, Rebbe collected all the Mishnayas from all different sources, and he made an order and certainly the other people were learning from a different order, whatever there was. And they were learning things out of context. So therefore, Reb Shimshim Shan says, listen, if these original Mishnayas, before Rabbi edited them, it was a Mishnah learned in a yeshiva. So they weren't learning it with any context. So let me learn it just to understand the words that I see in front of me and nothing else. Well, the Rambam says, if Rabbi Yehuda Nasi took all these Mishnayas and decided on a certain order, then part of the understanding of them is based on the order that Rabbi Yehuda Nasi put in. Mm-hmm. So therefore, this is a classic difference of interpreting Mishnayas or a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, the order in, in, in Brisk, they're very big on, if, why did Ram put this halacha in this yes, order, yeah. in this place? He could have put it in that place. Or why does he put it in both places? Mm-hmm. Ramam is very picky, so to speak, about orderliness. So he's saying, you got one chapter, don't learn it in isolation. If you got to understand, how does this chapter flow into that chapter? It may not be obvious. A lot is not obvious here. But he's saying, but make sure that it flows one into the other, because that's my mahala, that's how I did it. Remember, he doesn't write this for nincompoops. He wrote it for guys who are very intelligent. So you should be able to follow a derech on that. And for Ninkum Poop like me, so Baruch Hashem, there's a lot of commentaries who understood what the Rambam said. So we're kind of cheating. We're getting the, the we're, on the, we're on the backs of giants who did know how to understand the Rambam. That's the point. There were many times when we were learning Mishnah Torah, we were learning something, and the beginning is very advanced, and then, then six chapters in, we get to the definition of the principles. And you would say, I don't know why the Rambam did it in that order. And occasionally, we purposely learned it out of order because we wanted to get uh, the principles first. Okay, but so like I said, I don't know why the Rambam did it. But we even ignored his order occasionally. Mm. Where, okay, because, no, we did. fine, so we that did. for us, because we're, the, okay, we're not on that level. level. Lower level. We're not, we're not going to get out some... of the Rambam what people in Brisk are going to get out of the Rambam. But there must be some other hidden meaning. That we didn't gather. Yeah, so that's what I said. I said I don't. I'm yeah. sure he knew what he was doing, and I didn't know. 
And because I know what would happen if I would have started the earlier Ramos, you asked me a million questions. I said we'll get there, and then you're on. Nobody's happy, so let's just do that. Well, it was very rare that I did that. No, but, but often, often it wasn't. Re- it was rare when we skipped around, but it wasn't rare when you said, I don't know why the rabbi did this right. order. That, that came up a fair bit. So okay, so I, I, I don't know. What do you want? Yeah, <laughs> You'll see, the rabbi was going to say not, shortly, don't get, don't get excited if you don't understand everything I'm saying. Yeah, you know, but he's just telling you it's not random. That's what he's saying. And the best way to learn is to do everything in the context in which I give it. Notwithstanding what he says in the first point, he, uh, we got to see what, uh, what the, uh, one second. The second point, though, is, uh, but don't only look for the general idea of the parak. Even though you have to get the general idea to connect to the other one. But But you got to know what every single word means that I'm talking about. And some of the words can be homonyms. Some of them can have double meanings and this and that. So you have to be very careful to to not fly through this. And when you're learning the parak, understand every word of the parak. Even if a few words do not seem to have any relevance to this parak. So I don't know why he's explaining it over here, but if you look carefully, you'll see this essay it things just weren't random. Very precise, a lot of effort. And, and, and it was trying to be careful to give a good explanation. It didn't want to fall short in explanations. And there weren't things that were out of place or out of context. But only to explain something in its right place. So even though sometimes it's not necessary here, but I put it in here because it's going to help because there's another pair coming up and it's good if you know this information now. So therefore, on the one end, yeah, what? That's rule two. That's rule two. Okay, rule two is be very thorough in... um, uh, in uh, it wasn't just a, an entire global book, so to speak. Every word is important. Okay, it's like you're learning a gemara. This is number three, and it's kind of uh, similar to number two, but uh, but the main point comes at the end. And don't read it superficially, because if you do that, it's going to hurt me. It's not going to help you either. Okay? Uh, in other words, uh, you got to learn everything you got to learn. And learn a lot. And this will explain the biggest questions about Yiddishkeit. That anyone who's really wanting to look at this intelligently will be satisfied. And therefore, the third point is that most of your difficulties will be answered. Okay? Not everything, but most will be different. Or at least you'll have the tools to now use and apply in other areas. Okay? So don't read it quickly. You know, don't uh, come with previous scheme of what it should be. Just read exactly what I say. Work hard to understand what the words are. And and really, almost every vital question will be answered. 
Okay, that's number three. Uh, number four is Vani, in a very strong language here. I adjure by the name of Hashem. It's like he's making an oath, but we're going to see his whole discussion. Did he really make an oath? Did he not make a shvua? It sounds like it. He says, call me Yishikamar. I make an oath on anybody who reads my Savior. Don't explain anything the way you think it means. Don't, don't, make, your, don't make your own commentary here. And don't tell it to anybody else. Unless you're using something that is accepted by previous Gedolim and you're applying it to what I have said. In other words, you're going to hear what I say and say, oh, I think the Rambam means this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't think anything. You're not paid to think. You're learning. I know what I meant. And don't come with a previous schema. Well, well, I have this idea, and probably the Rambam is agreeing with my idea. Mm. No, no, no. If you want to know what the Rambam means, look to somebody who came before the Rambam, such as Chovos Havavos, let's say, just uh, Rup Gaon, people like that. And you say, okay, I guess Rambam is saying like Rup Gaon. But now give your commentary on this. Okay? Uh, and, um, yeah... But some of you understand from others that are not from our rabbis, they're nothing doing. Don't explain it to others that way. And don't, uh, you know, cause destruction with your answers. You may be thinking the opposite of what I had in mind. Which don't come with other ideas and, and you're trying to... And, and boy, the Rambam was so true. There's so many secular people have taken this Rambam and Mamish turned Torah upside down with 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 this Meir And they're he's a rationalist. He's this. He's that. They picked and choose to rip him apart. So uh, he, he he knew this would be a problem. Okay. And what's going to happen is Vyazikanian, you're going to hurt me. Tachas Ritzos as opposed to I was trying to help you. You're paying bad back instead of good. A person should reflect and everything comes to him. And if it heals from his heated heart, in other words, I helped you. Even in one area, if it satisfies you, let's say the whole book and one thing was good. Thank God and be happy you got that. And he found nothing in this book? You know what? Then consider like I didn't write anything. There was nothing. And if you think there's something wrong in what I've written, and I've made a mistake, then you maybe you judge me favorably. Even that means you have to give me a real wild shot. Maybe, maybe the Rambam meant this far-reaching understanding. Although it's not partial, maybe he meant you got to do that. Just like in Jewish law, you got to judge everybody favorably. See a guy come out of a McDonald's, yeah, you got to judge him favorably. That's all. Certainly, we're talking about our philosophy. And the rabbis are trying, they're making every effort to give us benefits according to the way they understand things. So therefore, that's the fourth point. Anything that's said in this 
Rambam. It's all based on previous rabbis, and it all fits into the Messorah. And if you're going to try to fit something in that this doesn't fit with the Messorah, and that's what I'm saying, that's not good either. And he knew there were people who would try to do that. Mm-hmm. Number five. And I do know. Anybody who's trying to learn this, and they don't really have a good background in philosophy, you'll still get a little benefit in some of these chapters. But a person is really a complete person in religion. But he's confused, as I've mentioned, because he knows a lot, but there's certain things that seem to go against rational understanding. He'll get benefit in every chapter. And how much joy he'll have, and it'll be so sweet to hear it. That's the second guy. From Namhavulvolim, but the ones who are confused, Shemocha Mizoyim Bedeshinomitis, their their minds are um, tainted with knowledge that's not true. Ubedrochim Hamatim and in ways that uh, can cause all kinds of mistakes. Viyachshu Chachmitis, and they think what they know is real Chachmamitis. Viyachshu Sheba, and they think they're really the right philosophers. They don't know anything about true Chachma. They're going to run away from these chapters. It's going to be very hard for them to stomach it. Why? First of all, they don't understand what's going on. And more than that, and that which they will understand, this um, uh, uh, verifies the forgery of their understandings. In other words, they're going to hear their truth, and it's everything against what they've said. And all these false ideologies, that's their charm. That's their money. That's the thing that they prepare to get out of the things. In other words, let's imagine if a, if a, a real, real reform rabbi would read real, proper Muslim. Okay, what would he think? He said, what are you talking about? Progressive society, you know, men and women are different. Racist, this, that. So you know why you hate what I'm raised around? Because it destroys a new way of life that you hate. And that's what that's what he's saying in this fifth part, you know, that there's gonna be different benefits, and he realizes who the real benefit is for, and who the other ones can benefit from, or who will just hate this safe. So he kind of knows, well, we'll see in the sixth even more. Now to sit, the Rambam, like other great rabbis, explain a little bit of the potential hesitation that was there. And the Rambam understands exactly what he's doing with this Sefer. He's saying, Hashem Yisaliyadeh, only Hashem knows the truth. Shani lo sarti hayos misyori harbe lechaber edvar masher ertzom chavazem amar. That I didn't hesitate, even though I was very much afraid to write these words that I wanted to make in this essay. In other words, on the one hand, it was scary, and obviously he thought about it, but I said, but when I really have to do it, I didn't hesitate. Even though there's reason to hesitate, and I, I wasn't flipping about this, I understood what trouble I'm getting myself into, but I'm doing it. Why? And why is it a problem? These are concealed things. And here's the Chiddush. 
No Jewish rabbi has written a safer like this in our Golis. Okay, from the times that the Talmud was sealed, nobody has written a safer like this to illuminate Pshatim over here. And therefore, what's happening is the great Chachma of the Talmud is being forgotten. Okay? And had it not been for the Torah Shabal Peh and other things, we would have lost everything. And when the rabbis in Amara, they knew what they were talking about. They understood everything they were talking about. They but when we read the Gemara, we don't understand anything they're talking about. So you get these crazy stories of this and that, or the world is flat, the world is round. You know, it's all code. It's all code. And the rabbis who wrote it, the ones who learned it, knew it. But when did that end? That was already not such great times. Now it's about 700 years after the Talmud's finished. Okay, things didn't get much better. So many people don't know any Talmud at all. And the fundamentals of Yiddishkeit, in the depth of the, this, these nister things, these concealed things, and many, many are saying, you, he knew for sure couple. There's a big machlokas. It, it, you'll decide on your own when you finish reading the Sefer if he, if he, if he was a Kabbalist. But anyway, so therefore, and, and, and how am I going to write such a book? In other words, this he felt this is such an important book. You know, let's just give an example. It's, it's not really this, but before the Ramah came along, did anybody have any systematic structure about doing tshuva? It was almost like the covet's eye. Now, we take it for iron. granted because everything that's being taught now is all based. But even Rabbi Neyona, who wrote, came after the Rambam. Oh, exactly. What do you have? You have various Gemaras that say different things about Shuma. Doesn't matter, the Shukunar's not around. No. So, how do you know anything about Shuma? There's no tour. There's a Gemara here, there's a Gemara here, there's a Gemara there. Look what the Rambam did a systematic structure of Shuma. Okay? Now, that was. Really, earth shattering. They burnt Hashem. How would people out of the tshuva? And what he, all the things, you know, the chauffeur's an alarm, and, all, and, the, and what the mitzvah of Vidu is, it's unbelievable. That's just one example. I mean, the whole Yad Chazaka was, was amazing. But but at least you had halachas here and there. You the brilliance. You see the brilliance and how in his mind. I mean, I was going to get a computer in front of her, a whole class. He was going to go after that. But the point, but now, so what he's, so the ruckus he caused with Mishnah Torah, but that was a halachic ruckus. Now we're getting to a hashkafic ruckus. Okay, now really, halach is important, but hashkafet, you know, and especially because people are believing that God is corporeal. This is very, this is almost idolatry. Yes. So therefore, and nobody really wrote a safer that really discusses this as a whole, a whole big safer on this. So therefore, there's a lot to be worried, but it has to be done. Can you imagine where we'd be without a Rambam? And the Beis Yosef was a genius, but I'm sure he benefited a lot from a Rambam being there before him. What about the tour? The tour also, they yeah. all... The Rambam was the first who really codified things. He's code, not code, but he, he's systematically going through all these hashkafic ideas. So, but how can I start? Nishanti, I rely on Thomas two founding principles. 
One, it says in Perkei Avos, oh no, I'm sorry, Taylor, Eis Lassos Lashem Hefer Torah Secha. It's a time to act for Hashem and we nullify the Torah. Vashem, is in the second one, it says in Mishnah Perkei Avos, V'chol Masecha Yul Hashem Shemayim, everything you should do for the sake of heaven. And based on those two premises, I relied on some of the more complex and controversial chapters that I had with that. Okay, we're almost done. I have to explain a little bit more about these two sources and finish that up. And then Amir Tzachem will begin the Hakdama, the introduction of the Rambam, and hopefully in another week or so we'll get into the actual murder. Okay, everybody. It's getting better.